0: Three years
1: at a young age. Can you speak a little bit on what you've been able to do in the prison system and 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 everything that goes yeah, on there? You
0: know, that's like, you know, I'm in Lancaster Prison, level four prison in, in California. And it was a life-changing experience, man. You know, I'm proud to say now, like through that process, you know, we got approved construction, floor plan laid out, and we're in the building process for the first barber school in the California prison history.
1: What's up guys, and welcome to episode 128 of Dropouts. Uh this is Ratchet Set edition. We're we're in the middle of, we're changing some things, you know, we're moving things around and we brought over our favorite designer vic blends because we thought you did interior design it turns out you do other things
0: yeah you know interior design was like something that i picked up probably like 10 years ago and you know i've been contracted for for tons of different things i mean like kim kardashian i mean you talk about like some of the best tom and Dale, like you know pretty much everything about you know their homes personal spaces like you did all of that i'm the one that brought it to life and i'm the one that you know
2: Okay,
1: yeah, I'm so, know, yeah. so like a, a mediocre podcast, say, that I mean, that's easy money for you, right?
0: You know, like this is straight, man. I mean, you really got to talk to my, you know, you got to talk to my team and get the budget. You okay. know, we is really this gotta, your team? No, 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 that's not my team. I mean, that's my team, but, you know, yeah, we, yeah, got, yeah.
1: Uh, we got okay, some people Okay, okay, so how, how how okay. How much uh, do you think it would cost for, for you to redo our entire set? Yo, I mean. Idea, manual what, labor, yeah, no Like, you
2: know, Six. Six
1: bucks, we got Seven, you.
2: seven bucks, easy. Hundred thousand bucks. Oh, six, seven hundred thousand. Okay, hundred that like that's a, that's
1: a considerable amount.
2: Yo, I um, mean, how
0: much do you love your space?
1: Not enough.
2: How, not how much not, does it mean? Not to six or seven bucks. <laughs> six <or laughs> seven yeah, yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like less less than a uh, subway foot long. You know. Um. Anyway, enough jokes. <laughs>
1: H- hit some intro music. We got to get into <laughs> what, a, what a ridiculous what a ridiculous. You started. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Kim K is going to call me like, yo, design what? <laughs> we yes. got the king of TikTok here, Vic Blends. Um, he fakes like he cares about people and cuts their hair so he can get clout. Is that what it is or what?
0: Uh, I mean. Pretty much. Pretty much.
2: Jared was really- That's going to be his new bio right there. He's <laughs> like, I, I cut people's hair. Fake.
0: You know what's crazy? When people do say like, yo, this video was scripted, it's just like insane. Like how, man? Like- <laughs> How do I even – have? how can I even find the time to find this many people (laughs) to meet me in public? Insane, man. Yeah,
2: no, it's – I think – but the thing is with it is that like a lot of these people that you sit down with are so well-spoken and they're they're like – the, they do seem media trained. They do, right? Okay. okay. Like the.
1: Uh, so work. yeah, you think it's a conspiracy? You don't think any of his haircuts are real? Because yeah, right, it's oh, like did the all like y'all bring, bring
0: me here to MythBust. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, J- this okay. is what Jared said. Jared said you and never he- actually <laughs> see him cut the hair whenever it whenever it goes from uh, hair not cut and then Jeff Whittick comes in, he thinks that's the hair. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. And then, and then you come back in.
0: Well, you know, like yeah, me and Jeff have kind of been like you know subbing in for each other's cuts, like you know off camera. Jeff will come through, faded up on, on mine. I'll come through out. You know, it just takes the lift off of both of us. You've got the eyebrows that make me feel like you're from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Is it is it like who have you seen from Fayetteville, North Carolina with eyebrows like this? Just you. So you just knew it was Fayetteville, North Carolina? Yeah, I
1: knew, I knew, I knew. What what was life like back in the, the Fay? I mean, it was you know, it was
0: life. You know, like that was that sounded lame as hell, but <laughs> that was life. it was a movie. It, it was, was,
1: a movie. was, a, it was uh,
0: you know, it was. Uh, I mean, it's love hate relationship. You know, it's a small town, which makes it unique for for what it is. It, it you know, you're not really nobody there is actually like a local. There are tons of locals there, but it is also the biggest military base. So I grew up in you know an army house. So my dad was in the army, and that's how we got there. So Fort Bragg is like the biggest military
1: base in in, in America. I've been to Fort Bragg. My dad was in military as well. What, How? in the army? Uh, He was Air Force, but for whatever, well, my brother's in the army for a little bit too. I don't know why I went to Fort Bragg. I knew I was there though.
0: They also have an air base there as
1: as well. Okay. Dad, military.
0: What was that like growing up? I mean, you moved around a lot, you know, born in Germany because, you know, dad was stationed out there for for the army. Which Um, side are you on in World War II? (laughs) Oh my God. Fuck.
1: (laughs) Are you on our side? I Man, I'm... You are USA for that one.
0: Um, <clears> you <throat> so <laughs> you got him <it's>, flustered. <laughs> I just no, I just want to ask. Of course, you know my you know post military. You know. Okay, I just want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You
1: know? No, no. We would just ask you to leave if you were just part of the regime. You know. So no, sure. it's good to know that you're understandable. Okay, good, good. Okay, we're all clear. Um. Okay, now that we know that you're not a Nazi,
2: um, it's great to have you here. <laughs> and what did you do that, okay so that middle... was really weighing on our minds whether you were or not it was
0: that's insane bro <laughs> like being born in germany just sounds crazy but it's like i'm not even i'm not german yeah. at all. you know there's
2: no, no dual citizenship
0: I, well, i've had dual i've actually bro i almost had try you know my mom is from russia so like i've out like <laughs> so, so, okay, okay so hold on. speaking
1: about the ukraine war um which side are you on the, <laughs> You know, this guy huh? yeah it's a,
0: it's uh it's a, it's it's wild you know having having so much different family like that but Dad's Puerto Rican, mom's from Russia, Uh, dad grew up in Boston, mom, you know, obviously from Russia, and my my dad and my mom been to Korea, which makes it even sound crazier. because my dad was stationed there, knew my mom for like less than a year, she didn't even speak really English, he proposed to her, she thought it was like a joke, she ended up saying yes, you know, and my dad went and got her and my older
1: brother from Russia, took them to have a new life, so. So basically, you're the punchline of the joke. I'm (laughs) the bomb, yeah, I'm the the results of whatever that was what who didn't really speak english your mom you said
0: mom yeah well you know russian her first language learning english you know so my dad speaks spanish too you know so i got both sides of that but
1: so are they both immigrants to america
0: my dad is first generation uh puerto rican being born in Bo- uh, in connecticut growing up in boston his parents you know were first to come over they were all born in Puerto Rico.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of when families come over like that, obviously, they're very hard workers and things of that nature. But it's usually traditional work. It's like go to America, American dream. What do they think of you kind of going outside of the box of now you have this online personality? How many millions of followers now? I know you got it to the to the you know, decimal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it,
0: it's up there, man. I mean, it's, it, I got to, you know, I'm grateful to have such good support from so many different people. But, you know, like it's they got a traditional, you know, it's a generational gap, yeah, yeah. like, For them growing up, like getting the education, getting a college degree and going to get a job was like the the main thing that they wanted me to do. And, you know, when I told them I wanted to be a barber, of course, you know, nah, like it ain't going to work. It's the first thing they said, it's not going to work for you. So, you know, it wasn't from a place like my parents didn't want to see me have, you know, my dream happen. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, they love you unconditionally. And they want to make sure as a parent, like I do my due diligence to make sure you got something to give you some sort of success when I leave. So they saw that being in the college degree. Yeah. That's why they wanted me to go so bad. So, you know, when I first bought that idea up, of course, like totally against it. You need to go get a degree, man. You trying to take it. How, yeah. old, How old were you out? when you brought that up? I um, was I was 17. I was going into my senior year of high school. And, you know, it was just supposed to be a side hustle. Barbering wasn't even supposed to take me. You know, I mean, I guess it was supposed to take me here. But in my original thought, I just wanted to do it to make five to ten dollars in the dorms. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, all they're like,
2: you can do. do that on the side while you're going to like College. med school. Yeah. You yeah know? Like
0: that's not a job that's a side hustle that's yeah. pocket money that's side shit like so that's all i heard you know and, and i really didn't even know what it could be for myself so when i started that it was just to see if i could be good enough to, to yeah. eat in college doing i didn't know what i was gonna study i didn't know where i was gonna go i applied to like seven different colleges didn't get accepted to any i took the sat three times i couldn't get over 900 so it's just like you know on paper you would look and and you would see that like yo this dude is looking mediocre but you know, I would work my ass off more than anybody mm-hmm. in my high school, bro. I would hustle and get my own shit and try to start my own businesses. And, like, I'm working hard, but you're not going to get no scholarship because you work hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're going to get a scholarship if you got good grades. And was, it kind- it,
1: was education difficult for you? Because you you, Or was it more, it was like, my mind is completely somewhere else. You know, really,
0: really not difficult. It was more so like my mind was somewhere else, man. And I feel like my skill sets really didn't, you know, equate to being good in the books. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm good with people. I'm good with connections. And... You're not really taught through school that, like, those are skill sets that are gonna make you successful. Yeah. Because if school taught everybody how to be a boss and how to be an entrepreneur, like we're not gonna have enough workers out there. Right. Yeah. So we gotta have people for those jobs. You know, blue collar jobs are extremely important too. You know, I love everybody that has a blue collar job. I'm not like a dude that sits in and says, Oh, if you work a nine to five, you're fucking lame. You're gonna you know, like <laughs> yeah. dog, if you work, that's you know, a nine to five. five says. And, yeah, yeah. He, but you just hear that well, shit from like entrepreneurs saying, like, done shit, so like, yeah. oh fucking fucking nine to five. I, yeah, and I'll be my own boss, like oh fuck anybody that works for anybody. But like, yeah, and that's lame, bro. That's like no, you, know, you wanna hear something. wild.
1: Cuban. whenever Jay, huh? Jared, this whenever Jared wakes up in the morning, he gets up and you know like you know a rooster like cock-a-doodle-doo yeah so, so he where gets is this
2: Jared. we All had
0: right. chickens in north carolina so like my, my mom had a, had a rooster that would wake up go crazy <laughs> crack so dawn. that's what jared
1: does but he wakes up and he, he just screams out i hate the lower class oh and i oh. always thought that was yeah it's very offensive i, didn't think I always you could thought, hear that right, you, know? you know hey i'm out man. <laughs> no you should, as you should be as
2: you should be i'm so sorry that he's here no but it's like it, it, it's Mark Cuban like I just saw like a clip uh from from him and he meant well by this but he was like he's like I'd rather work 80 hours a week for $50,000 a year and work for myself rather than earning $800,000 a year and work for somebody else, you know.
0: I think that was taken out of context. So it I was think the taken out I, of I don't context. think the I, I don't think the price difference was 80 to 800. I think it the was, price difference was like 80 to like 120 or something yeah. that he was trying to say, but you know like I but I agree to an extent like yeah, like man, I'd rather I mean, that's why I got, I got a tattoo on my arm that says passion over profit because, you know, when I was learning how to become a barber, I found passion with that, right? Like, I loved it. And, you know, that feeling I had was better than working any other job. Regardless yeah. of how much I was actually going to make, I loved the job and I could find a way to make the money later. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to choose that first because if you could pay me just to just go work at any job, I mean, it's gonna make you extremely, uh, you know, unhappy at some point. Mm-hmm. So, like, passion over profit was important. Not meaning I can't make money doing what I do, but you can't pay me to do anything that I
1: don't love. So, did you did you get the neck tattoo before you knew you'd made it, <laughs> or after? Because that's a bold move. If you if yo my if neck you're not ta- in the arts.
0: my my neck tattoos, you know, that's, I I tell myself all the time was the most the the smartest move I ever made in my life. I was told to you we should tattoo. get matching
1: neck tattoos. I got, all right, fine. Well, now-
0: tat- do y'all have tattoos?
1: I, I, I got Jared some does. on my arm.
0: What you got, like a uh, like a wilderness, like a fucking no. forest going up your arm? Or no, like the
2: the affinity trees that sign. Go. You got an
0: affinity sign?
2: No, just three. I should. Well, no,
1: that's right above your. No, never mind. We shouldn't mm. oh, bring that yeah. up. Um. Anyway, we're talking about lovemaking. We shouldn't be. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. So you get unruly, famous. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, I want
0: to okay. hear Sorry. why the
2: neck tattoos were the. Oh most. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is important to me, man. Like you know, yeah. and and you know when you create content and you want like. You have an image, and you know you want to be represented as yourself. Like I've always wanted art, and I love art. And I got tatted the day I turned eighteen. The first tattoo was like my clipper on my arm in high school. I had really? a half sleeve in high school, like because I just knew shit. as soon as I as soon as I turned eighteen, I'm gonna get tatted. Like I'm, I'm gonna dedicate to this. And my first tattoo was the clipper on my arm with a heart for the motor and barber life on my like fat ass tattoo. Damn, because I, nobody believed the barber thing yeah. was gonna happen, but like. When God gave me confirmation of what happened, I man, I just knew. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna prove everybody. I'm gonna go get it tatted. Yeah. I'm dead serious about this. I'll prove it to you. You're- so when I got that tatted and I got the other half tatted, you know, I, I remember going to school and, you know, specifically, you know, one, and I know everybody got this story about teachers shooting them down, but I remember walking into an office one day and a lady telling me, like, you know, you'll never get a job with your arm with tattoos like that. And I'm looking at it like, yo, you see what this shit said? (laughs) That shit say part with life. This is my job. Like, what do you mean? Like, You know, so, but I I just knew that like, you know, I want to just be accepted for being me. So like, if I want to get my neck tatted, if I want to get my face tatted, like, so be it because was meant for me it would be meant for me. Exactly. And I shouldn't have to like, you know, alter my image or the way that I, I move or speak or dress to be accepted in any in any position, man.
2: So wait, what does the is that 26? It's 26 26 two six. the
0: little lacrosse is like
2: a, a dash but okay. that's
0: our district code for our hometown favor North Carolina. Gotcha. Uh, and that was just a point because, you know, I just assumed and saw that I would get big looks in my life and have big platforms. And I wanted to make sure I had representation. Yeah. You know, representation from a small town like that is important, especially for a new generation. We've had representation in a lot of ways. There's so much success that comes out of Fable, which sounds insane because <laughs> it's such a small place. But I yeah. wanted to make sure that wherever I go, like somebody that, you know, is from the city could see that, like, yo, 2 6 is somewhere, like the villa is somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? So that was important. But then also the other side of my neck. Yeah, it has a world and under the world it says create yours because you're from the world you know
1: because <laughs> yeah, I'm from the world and okay he's like this because if aliens come down you want to represent where you're from you know Let <laughs> I, I ain't, I ain't uh-uh, I'm i from here. that third planet you know where I'm from
0: you know where I'm from goodness you know but like create yours is important because I mean you guys are doing this right now in this room you know you can't control you at physically sometimes and like that's a you know it's, it's a tough feeling sometimes but being in favor of North Carolina I've realized my world wasn't where I was at physically, but it was like the shit I was invested in and listening to and watching every day, the people I hung out with, like, that's your world. Yeah. And if you can't control you at physically, like control where you at right here. Mm-hmm. So like that was my reminder if wherever I'm at, like just could create yours. So, like, y'all are doing that here. Like, this setup might not be the best or, like, ideal, but you're creating it, and you're making it happen, and that essentially is your world. Well,
1: the way you change the world is by changing your community because it just all leaks out into Mm -hmm. into different walks of life.
0: What do you mean, like, community? Like, changing your community? Yeah, I mean, not changing your community, but, like,
1: being being a good human being among the community that you're invested in. It's like, I can't change the entire world. I can change this part that is my world, and sometimes that's
2: enough um, when... What if all human beings at least tried that? Because it's like it's like the butterfly effect, you know, because it's like you change, um, you know, even if you're just like you, you're positive to one person in your community, right? Like that person then takes that, should or maybe subconsciously or consciously takes that, they internalize the positivity and then they pass it on to somebody in their their life. Yeah,
0: for sure. You know, but like, you know, like, you know, we all got big dreams. A lot of people have big dreams for like, yo, I want to inspire the world, but but if you're I not don't. if you're not a pillar, <laughs> if you're not a pillar in your own community first, mm-hmm. like but that's hard to do. Yeah, you know you gotta get your people to trust you first, and you know all I do is support my community and show that to the world, and that's able to inspire you know. So when I get these cuts out around Atlanta, that's just my neighborhood, man. This is where I'm at, you know, wherever I'm at, and you yeah. know you share that. You know, you share what you do with your people, and you could definitely have that change, like like you think, like as big as I want.
1: So we used to both live in Atlanta. He didn't want to hang out with me back then, which I thought was a little rude. But um, <laughs> I
2: think it's partly because you didn't know who I was. Are you from, are you from the A too? No, not, no, but okay, you, not-
1: you know he's. I mean,
2: look at him. No, no I gotta thought know. He's I not. thought you were talking about. Me being in no, it, no, no Atlanta. No, no, no. He was talking about you. No, I, I got, was like
0: I, I got an Atlanta tattoo too. I got a little I got a little A on my arm. Yeah,
2: i we got that
1: Th- that's why I got, got it on his, got his arms, same, but You got it's... the
0: same Atlanta tattoo, right?
1: Yeah, 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 I got it. And then I have Vic Blends right under. It.
0: <laughs> Bro. But I Impressive. used to
1: work I used to work at the Outback Steakhouse in Swanee. Um I don't know if you've ever been there, but if you have, I served you a blooming onion. And I just want to bring that up now that you're welcome. So no, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Finally, He's like so. I've never been
2: to Outback a day in my life, but they
0: <laughs> I think when I graduated we ate there and I think like a bloomin' onion was probably I probably had like six to the table. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, yeah, I, six blooming onions?
2: Well,
1: no, I remember I, I served a table and then this one guy, he looked at me and he well, first off he said, uh, even though my dad's from Germany, I'm not a Nazi. I was like, That's a weird thing to just say <laughs> out loud. And then he goes, Also, your haircuts whack and I was like, Oh, that's mean. And then <laughs> I think that might have been you. Wow, what a loser. Yeah, but no, you've really, yeah, you've really reinvented <laughs> yourself. Because now every time I see your videos online, I'm like, that's not my interaction at all. Because it, I was like, well, if you hate it so much, help me. And, and I was like, well, what if you filmed it and we did a really motivational well, stuff? Well, I'm
0: glad nobody filmed, like when you made those Bloomin' Onions, I'm, I'm glad nobody filmed that, man. Because like, those shits were nobody's, soggy. Ever, nobody's ever going to know.
1: They were not soggy, Jerry. <laughs> they were perfectly bloomed. So sorry, we got to get back on track. When's the last time you made a blooming Onion? never I only served them could you make could you make one now uh no I still I only served them so I'd have to hire a chef <laughs> if you ever think about getting out of the being rich and famous business let me know because I want we should go work at the local outback you and I well
0: I actually I I actually do cook my ass off dude okay you? then let's start Phenomenal well, cook man
2: really what's your what's your best dish barbecue barbecue yeah,
0: like Not like I ain't ain't gonna be like no, I'm not Texas barbecue like master, but like (laughs) I do a good little cookout. You know, like growing up in the South, growing up in North Carolina, you know we had cookouts and we grilled and we made barbecue chicken and ribs and like steak and lady I just like to grill. I like home like comfort food. So there we go. We throw down. How long are you in L.A.? I'm here. I don't know. I got a one way. You know, when I come to L.A., I kind of just get a one way and I just fucking do whatever I can.
2: We got a grill out back. You have a grill out back.
0: Y'all got a grill? Do y'all y'all grill often? No, uh, just we, when
1: you're here, usually. So <laughs> wait
0: If you're, you, you should have told me we could have really grilled. Wait, I, I honestly I would have loved. Love, it. I actually love grilling.
1: I'll make some macaroni. I'm Jeez. going to grill. I'm
0: grilling after this. With who? You know, I, some other it, it impulsive. Really, you know, it's just <laughs> impulsive.
1: It's disgusting. I get you a plate. No, you won't, and I know it. Anyway, I'll meet you wherever you're at. <laughs> meet me meet me halfway tonight. no you won't you that's look crazy I feel like you were invited to the cookout and I just haven't been just quite yet but I'm working on it you ain't been invited to no cookouts before not quite yet not quite yet Jared definitely hasn't
0: well you gotta get there when you got your Atlanta
1: tattoo you could get invited exactly like, Jared looks yeah. like the poster boy for a slur but that's fine so, um, <laughs> I know I know it's what crazy. does that even mean Jared look at yourself oh uh, Jared show him your hair like look around my hair is out he's gonna judge it okay what do you think
0: I mean, it's like
1: as a professional.
0: It's like it's like semi. It's like the Jake Paul semi, like Logan Paul type flow going on. Not really maintenance too well. Uh, do you fear? Do you fear of your hairline?
2: Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Okay. Is that yeah. like something you think I'm, about? I'm taking. Uh, can I get, a, can, I, get, right can I get a? Can I get Can I get a? Hell can we, no.
0: <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> after the after For the real? podcast,
2: that's, that's that's sensitive stuff. What
0: about you? Could we get a? Could we get a? Could we get a uh, hairline <laughs> check? You're We're wearing a, a hat, bro, so it's hairline, better. No, no, no. Hairline check. Oh, God. All three of got the same haircut. What's wrong with y'all?
1: <laughs> I God, got a hat bro, on. they That's... copy
0: and pasting this fucking haircut. Where y'all getting these cuts at?
1: Uh, 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 what's it called? Casey got the, the same clips. cut.
0: You got the same cut. You got the same cut.
1: <laughs> well, my cut, this is actually hair under a hat, so I'm bald under it. It's like one of those fun hats that you put on. <laughs> um,
0: you a smart man. Oh,
1: thank you so much. It means actually a lot. Um, But, okay, so what? how could he improve just from-
2: Maybe a stylistic view or he, he wants to hide the hairline. I mean, so. how do you feel huh? when you get your hair cut? How do you feel? I mean, I feel good when it's like this, but when when he's cutting my hair and he like combs that shit back, I'm like, damn, <laughs> this sucks. But Who's your barber? He, he's in Vegas. And you um, said he works at
0: You said it sucks when he combs your hair back and you just dropped his name in the podcast? No,
2: no, no, no. It's uh, like my hairline sucks. Nobody watches this. You're, You're
0: just good. killing your barber right now. Like.
1: <laughs> he's also saloniteer not a barber oh yeah
2: it's a salon so you
0: don't go to a barber you go to a no. salon yeah all right yeah. so like y'all gotta go to the barber shop i gotta take you out of the shop i'm scared <laughs> now nah, the shop is lit you know like it, it is actually you know it's, it's a good it's a good vibe okay. what's
2: what's a good shop here in la i don't really know to be honest oh, okay you know
0: there's so many i mean is like i know so many barbers but i think you know honestly some good advice like I know a couple people that are like good. You need somebody that's like a hybrid, someone that could really good give you a you know nice cut on the side, but also like really work well with the shears. Yeah, and that's where a lot of barbers probably like now fall out is like cutting longer hair and, mm-hmm. and giving a good style. That Jeff is actually good at that. He's really good with like shear work. I've seen a couple of his videos. So like a hybrid like that, man, get you together. See
2: that that's what I need. That's I'm be real
0: with you. I probably can't do much for you, man.
2: No, that's okay. And you know what? I understand. It's a lost that. cause. I know. When Vic it's blends comes in, in and goes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you think. probably should pack it up,
2: head to the grave, <laughs> just shave it off. Yeah, no, like my hair is also like a little bit curly. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not. I wish it was kind of straight like that.
1: This is. But- um we, uh, one of our friends was dating a toxic man, and we, <laughs> we were almost in a physical altercation. Is one of those things like, yeah, boo, boo, boo. and then uh, me, I'm very calm, and I just said, "Well, you abuse women, so you've already lost." Anyway, but Jared was there That's too, terrible. and Jared was, st- yeah, yeah, of course, this guy was a piece of trash, but Jared was behind me, and he was like, kind of bowing up his chest, like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" And then the, the kid, he just yells at Jared. He said, "Shut up, pube head," <laughs> and it
2: it's really affected him until now. I've thought about that every that day. That deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so man, why won, did he won, won did that hurt, fight? So,
0: why did it hurt so bad?
2: Well, that was like that was the uh, the shops still weren't like open, and so like or oh, just like COVID. Yeah, yeah. So like I had a fro kind of going on, and I was already self conscious about the fro, um, and then he hit me with the pube head, and I was like, "Damn." See, and then like that was, I had just started letting my hair grow back out and it was curly and shit. I don't know, it was a whole thing. I mean, a lot
1: like, of pube head is weak. Okay, what would you Okay, say so you guys are in a fight. What would you call him? What Why I, are we doing no, that? Nah. <laughs> if we was in a fight, yeah,
2: nah, nah, nah. You, had, like, you have
1: something in your mind though, don't you? Yeah, he you got, know, it he just like something. Something. let us know after. when it's I fine. speak,
0: man. It just you know, it has to be in the moment,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, say something about his uh, uh no, <laughs> 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 his mother or something. Speaking of uh, his mother, I want to get. You talked about manifesting with your neck tattoos. I want to put his two mothers' names on my neck so I can manifest a thruple.
0: That doesn't bother you? No, I'd be would, I'd a great say, father. I'm, I'm impressed.
1: I think he would. I think he would treat him right. Oh, of course I would, and I'd be a great father, I mean,
0: bro. If you really love your mom, you just want what's best for her. Yeah, exactly. And I'm what's best for her? Yeah. If Do you? If that's what you feel like is best for your mom, bro, like you know, I'm, I
1: support. Would you maybe want to come in and be a thruple? I don't that's know what that's too many. I'm going to draw a line yeah, there. Yeah, yeah I many.
2: don't know about okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I no can hype
0: you. up. I give you the motivational speech before, but I can't, you know, I can't, right. can't pertain it. You know, I can't, I can't.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 He, okay. Okay. He's, so wait, he's
0: wait.
1: spoken
2: for by the way. So
1: I'm so, about like, to walk into a bedroom where both of his moms are waiting for me. Can you give me the <laughs> halftime speech and like prep me up before I walk in? <laughs> I mean, what'd you come here for? I, I, to get my nut off.
0: All right. Yeah. Don't leave till you do it.
1: Even if they say no?
0: I mean, if they say no, you know, no is no. Okay. You got to respect the no.
1: I'll bring a consensual contract.
0: If it's consensual, man, you came there for a mission together, like, you know, y'all both got to work together in the mission, man, to, to get to where you want to get to.
1: Definitely. Man. I've got it their email, so I'm going to send them a docusign. That's probably the, I mean. Yeah, that way it's paper trail. I'll
2: send it back to you. Do you represent? You, you know, represent your mothers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll go through the docu sign, make sure there's nothing any crazy. You can redline everything. Redline, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you should switch it
1: up. Where instead of hey, can I bless you with a cut today? It's like you start roasting their cut the entire time. Maybe yo, switch up the content. Yo, yo, yo
0: <laughs> excuse me, sir. You know my name is Vic Bland. I don't want to say, you know that shit sucks. <laughs> I Ooh, would sit down in the chair. <laughs> I'd be like. Yeah, yeah. One guy, I remember I did do a video and a guy walked out of a, a sports clips and I caught him coming out of the sports clips. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, can I bless you with a cut? He's like, well, I just got a cut. I was like, oh, did you? <laughs> well, I was like, I I could get you right. He's like, how could you possibly make this better? I'm like, man, sit down. I got you.
1: <laughs> it's really awkward because we're sponsored by sports clips this week. Are you guys? <laughs> no, never. No. We don't get many. He's <laughs> <No. It's laughs> like...
2: Uh, <laughs> we don't get had a little heart attack.
1: Okay, so w- at what point did you start posting the the clip vids?
0: Oh, uh, you don't know, like the the haircut. their haircut yeah, videos. I mean, maybe about like a little over a year ago. I'm getting like some memory videos now. Like coming up on like a year for a lot of the early doing, ones. Yeah. Okay,
1: so you've got I think three times the amount of followers I have, and I've been doing it for three years.
2: <laughs> it makes me so bad
1: I told you should get on the neck tattoo, Jared.
2: All right, whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry. sorry. We'll go to the tattoo shop right
1: after. Would you this. ever
0: really tattoo your neck? no I'm his sorry. why not his mom um,
1: i just don't have any you tattoos. have no tattoos right i have no tattoos uh, why are you scared no 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 no. i just want to get into heaven <laughs> oh, so want... i'm not going to heaven no no, no 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 god doesn't love you anymore it's what that's what that's his words he texted me before this this is pointless yeah that's what he said so not me mm. i know
2: all you know all you got to do this is the great thing about like christianity <laughs> you just got to be like God, I'm sorry I got tattoos. He's like, oh, you're good then. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you got to repent. Yeah, you just say sorry for any sin you did, and you're good. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> repent later. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> <are> crazy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jared, yeah,
2: Jared, you're crazy. That's what we're talking about.
1: When did the first one go viral, and what was that feeling like?
0: You know, I'll be honest. Like the first one, like I mean, they 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 started catching attention early. You know, because I was I was intentional. I was intentional when I came up with the idea, both from like you know what I felt like I wanted to do with my heart. And then just the idea of like you know how can this work together and like how can I really capture audio? How can I like get my message out there? So like like I said when the pandemic came, I had to really stop cutting hair Mm -hmm. because obviously you know shit shut down. But it was a realization because I built my whole life up to that point, trying to just be like this ideally best bar. I want to be the best bar. I want to charge them all. I want to cut all this. I wanted to be the best and like that. That's like a rat race, man. It's like running on a treadmill when you want to chase some shit like that. So. When the pandemic came and I couldn't cut anymore, it's like I got stripped of everything I thought I was really good at and all I thought I really had to offer. Yeah, felt like, you know, I'm at the crib trying to think, what if this shit never goes back to normal? Mm -hmm. But like, you know, God forbid it was COVID this time. Like, what if something happens to my hands and I can't just cut anymore? What else do I have to offer to the world? So I started speaking in that time, like really, really trying to hone in on it. You know, really because I felt like the world needed it, but I needed it for myself when I started posting like motivational videos. So I started... Finding some like success and like some some fulfillment from that, from just seeing people respond to what I was saying, and and that felt good, man. But I felt guilty at the same time because I do feel blessed to have my talent to be a barber. Like that's why I got the pole with the, the angel. Like, I feel like it's God's blessing for real. So I wanted to merge the two, and I felt guilty for not using it. So when we came out of that pandemic, I'm like, man, I can't keep chasing the next rapper, the next celebrity. Like that's not enough. You know, yeah. because I, like I just told my, like, I'm never going to be on, you know, the most important news of the week, you know, for the blurriest fade, the not the crispiest lineup <laughs> over the weekend. Like, she's like, that wasn't going to happen, bro. And i really started to visualize that I wanted to leave some sort of legacy and some sort of impact. And when we, when we got out that pandemic, I'm like, man, what if I just cut a stranger? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already known for cutting celebs and shit. You know, why don't I just go hit the streets? And Because I wanted to create my own stage and my own platform to be able to have a conversation about some shit that really matters. So... You know, it's funny when you say like, oh, I don't really see the hair get cut. And it's like, that's that's damn near the point of it. You know, it's like, because the cut is cool, but it doesn't really matter. What I do is I try to just connect people, bro, and show how really, you know, the same we are. So that, that's, you know, the basis of it. I think haircut became that vehicle for me.
1: Mm-hmm. I just want to know how you find so many kids so well-spoken. That's what I'm Damn. saying. You walk
0: up, you think it's so many kids, be like, I like
1: ice cream. And said it's like, well, back when I was reading the theology of... <laughs> you know,
0: sometimes, bro, when I do cut those kids that are so well-spoken, it's really, like, shocking almost. But, you know, I look at where we're at, and, you know, you look at a lot of things that lead up to that experiences, and a lot of kids go through a lot of shit really early on, man. So it's unfortunate, but a lot of that comes out in some of those conversations. But then, you know... When other people, like every every person on my video, seems like they're so motivational, that's the common question that I get. It is because everybody is like everybody yeah. absolutely has some sort of story or value to them, and to think that everybody doesn't is like crazy to me. So yeah, you just gotta bring it out of somebody and a whole shitload of editing. <laughs> 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 he no, probably like, Damn. Damn. He cuts it up. He gets you gotta, a voiceover I mean, nah, person you to go gotta, over You gotta cut it up. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is yeah, like such a long conversation, and you know, I only post three minutes. So imagine this. I'm there for almost an hour cutting some persons you know, in public. So a lot of conversation never makes a cut. A lot of it, you gotta like piece it together. That becomes like the creator side of it. Is like, how do I yeah. get this message to be received? And sometimes you got good shit to say, but you can't. If you can't put it out right, you know, nobody could listen. Nobody could really hear what you got to say. So. I've been trying to work on that, like presenting my message. How do I get it to be heard?
1: Yeah, no, comedy is kind of the same way. We sit down for a long time and we just we talk and talk and 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 then you just put it into a tinier clip and eventually, yeah. The I feel like the the intricacy is comes from the editing. Like that's where yeah. the, really the comedy. What well, I comes think from. like
0: comedy is like, bro. I'm so impressed with. Comedians, man, because it's just like live art, one shot, one set. Yeah. I, I actually went to my first like real comedy show as an adult in New York like a week ago, man. It's fun, it was, huh? I saw that dude on TikTok, the the light skin dude with the uh, curly. What's his name? Uh, oh God, he was amazing, man. He was he was fire. He's popping on TikTok.
1: We'll have to go out here because they're great out here. Oh, I yeah. thought it
0: was amazing, but like you know, when you talk about being a comedian, it's the same thing. Like, man, you probably had some natural skill to be funny to like have like the the gift of gab and like. Be that but you gotta hone your craft at some point 100%. so like as, as as talented as i was just speaking off the top of my head it takes real work to like hone your craft and get your message out like i gotta put my ten thousand hours in just like everybody else
1: well i think a lot of people they they're committed to the goals so a lot of people set goals and it, it's it's not it's not a, a novel thing to to have goals oh i want to be rich and famous everybody wants to oh i want to have six-pack abs oh everybody wants to it's if you can commit to to the actions like that's what changes things over a little bit uh, over time just every single day you're going to work going to work because a lot of people it's the same thing going to gym oh I want abs everybody wants abs but the person that's actually in the gym every single day eventually in two years whatever, however long it takes okay, let, me at, let me
0: ask you this what was your original when you thought like yo comedy would be my lane like I, I don't know was that your first vision for yourself like I was going to be in comedy like did you just know
1: storytelling story ter- in general All
0: right, what was your original vision let's say like eight. What did you think you'd be doing with like your comedy and like where you're at now with it, with what you want?
1: uh TV film, that's what I wanted to do, and and you get into it and you realize there's a lot of gatekeepers, there's a lot of doors. I just had a I pitched
0: right, bro, right before I walked in here. I just got done with a pitch, you know, trying to try elevate to that same level. You really?
1: know, I mean that's that'd be perfect. I mean, you've seen LeBron's barbershop; it's very similar. It's, it's dope. Like, they got a great thing going on over yeah, there. it's it's great and. And sometimes it, the best way to knock down doors is, is it's you're just trying to appease the person you're asking. They're just trying to appease their boss. So you just got to create the easiest pitch for them to be like, oh, yes, that way my boss will think I did a good job.
0: Yo, I ain't going to lie. I feel like I knocked mine out of the water today because I, I try <laughs> to make it as like yeah. as simplified. I mean, bro, I did three other pitches before this to like really be streamers, And I got denied from everyone as mm-hmm. great as like I thought I killed it as as nice as I heard them tell me at the end of the meeting, like, yo, you did amazing. We love you. It's like, man, until until the offer comes through, like, did you really love me? You know, but uh, I mean, it's all good. It doesn't it doesn't even mean that it's like a bad idea. It doesn't even mean that it was a bad that I did anything bad. Mm. It just may not be my time right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's
1: okay. It's about consistency and sticking what you're good at. I mean, you're getting more views than any TV show or movies getting right now in a day anyway. That's what I was
2: like. Like I was going through your TikTok and stuff, and the numbers are crazy. You know, I like appreciate that. like twenty eight million. You know, to like twenty five, like stuff like that. And it's so consistent. So like obviously, there's like a market. You know, no, a there's TV an show audience. on TV.
1: Two two to five million people. They think that's a smash hit now.
2: Yeah, and.
1: Okay, I just oh, it's, I just got that in like three hours. Not in a in a like boasting way, but that's just what the internet is now. You connect. Yeah, to people. I mean the
0: way that we, uh, I mean the way that we in, indulge in taking yeah. content is different now. Like, I I've never paid for. I'm you know we're young, bro. I've never paid for cable. Yeah. Never that, that it's transforming the way that we present content. The way that we have ideas go out. Like, you know, and, and I hear Gary Vee saying recently, like, "Yo, TikTok fame is real fame." but like, like, that's a con- that's an argument he's saying. It's because like platforms are changing, bro. Mm-hmm. Shit's changing the way that like ideas come out now is it's not the same it's not as traditional as it may have seemed before
1: the people are are gatekeepers now a lot of people will they'll do their videos and they'll be like oh the algorithm sucks Um, that's why my videos aren't getting views if you just if you change out the word algorithm to audience then you start thinking oh wait my video could probably be better maybe it's on me oh maybe this is on me i've
0: never complained about like people do a
1: lot of people do that sounds
0: insane to me because like why like like, you can't control an algorithm.
2: Yeah, exactly. You control
0: every day if you wake up and go make some fire shit or not. Mm-hmm. Why are you blaming some shit you can't even control and saying that that's the reason why my shit ain't working? The algorithm screwed me. No, you screwed yourself because you didn't adapt. <laughs> yeah. You didn't fucking find a way to keep going when shit felt like it was plateauing. If you want to keep going up, you got to find a way to reinvent your shit and keep adapting. Because people are going to get tired of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's actually a worry of my, myself like... Does this thing run out? Like, do people get tired of like the cuts on the streets? And I mean, honestly, bro, like I, that used to be like a really big thought on my mind. But I mean, I don't think it can ever run out because like inspiration and mental health is something that like I don't think is ever gonna go away. I don't think anybody's ever gonna get tired of like feeling good about themselves and like trying to figure a way to like process their emotions. And maybe it looks different in like a format, but like man, I I don't think these conversations and topics are ever going anywhere. Mental health is one of the biggest, growing, fastest growing industries right now. Like
1: when you're making your videos, you're not making a haircut video, essentially. And, and essentially no. yeah. not that
2: yeah, it's like that's the last on thing on the totem pole. No, yeah, but know, you know, for, sometimes like that's the hook. That's what gets you in the door because you're
1: like, oh, I kind of want to see what he does with the haircut, and then you get inspired throughout, or you have that mental health talk that, throughout. That, that's, and that's how it the big started. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know because. When I when I did want to just like speak, you know, it's hard to convince somebody at like 22 and 21 that like I have something worth saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta have you know experience. You gotta have years. You gotta go through some shit. And like I've gone through things, but maybe not what you think I should have gone through to be able to speak about something, right? Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to like, why are we comparing pain? Why the fuck are we saying like, yeah. if you ain't been through, if you ain't been through this and that, like, oh, and ain't you can't speak on this, like. And shut up, man. Like, yeah. if, like, if somebody's been through some shit that they feel like altered them or, like, affected them in a positive way and they want to share that, like, stop knocking them because you think it ain't hard enough. Like, everybody ain't got to come from the streets and be broke as fucking. Like, like, if somebody's got some shit to share that can help somebody, like, bro, let them talk about it, man. It's like... If you don't like it, like, man, chill. Like, you ain't got to say nothing about it.
1: Now, what, one of my um, biggest admirations for you is, can you speak a little bit on what you've been able to do in the prison system and, and barber and, and everything that goes yeah, on with that? Yeah, you know,
0: that's like, you know, that side of my life has become one of the most important things to me and, and, and honestly one of the things I'm most proud about because, you know, when I, when I originally, like, prayed for this opportunity and this, like, this, this path, I said, God, I want to an impact and I don't care what it looks like. I'm ready to receive whatever you give me. Right, I don't have an immediate connection to incarceration. It's not like, oh, my dad's locked up, this is why I wanted to do this. But you know, I believe that I have empathy and I believe that I feel for others. And if you can do that, you can bring change. And I feel that that opportunity walked into my life. And if I were to say no to it because I felt like, ah, you know, it's not me, like, man, I have an opportunity to change lives here. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to take that regardless of what I think it looks to me. Yeah. Like, that's what I prayed for and asked for, and I'm ready to receive that. So you know, shout out to my brother Scott Budnick, who was the first to reach out to get me started on this. He's a you know producer, made Project X, Hangover, like all these crazy movies. Uh worked with Todd Phillips for 16 years. So, like when he first hit me up, I got a text and he's like, Yo, my name's Scott Budnick. I just got your number from you know mutual that we had in the NBA. Um, you know, I produced this, this, and that. Are you free for a call? So when he first hit me up, I'm thinking, like, yo, I'm about to get drafted for the next Hangover <laughs> four. Like, like, put me on the big screen. You know, what's up? Like, what you need, Scott? Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, man, um, I've worked in California prisons for the last 20 years. I want, you know, a lot of the juveniles have been sharing your videos. Like, I want to take you to the inside and see what we can do. And I was like, you know, that's different, man. Like I never, yeah. I never really thought about that. But if this is what's walking into my life, I'm ready to receive. So I'm like, yo, let's do it. You know, two weeks later, I booked the flight. I'm in Lancaster Prison, level four prison in, in California for, you know, eight hours a day. Um, and it was a life changing experience, man. And, you know, I'm proud to say now, like, through that process from that idea of that first call a year later, you know, we got approved construction, you know, floor plan laid out, and we're in the building process for the first barber school in the California prison history. You know, and it's important because I just want to make sure that, like, I do something here and I share something, a blueprint, and I hand something to somebody that they can actually take and apply. Yeah. If I just motivate you and say some shit that sounds good, but that's not enough. If you can't learn and I can't give you something and you can't apply it and you can't like actually say I learned shit. Cause there's a lot of people that are trying to share, motivate, but they're not gonna tell you the real shit. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna tell you like to actually do a podcast like this or to actually create content, what it actually takes and what that looks like. They wanna make shit sound sweet, like it's a fake story from the outside in, but like I mean, I've never been one to hold game from anybody. Like, what's a blessing if you can't share with others? So I feel blessed just to be in that position. I was able to use my influence and my platform to push through some hurdles to make sure that they can get a license while incarcerated.
1: Well, it's it's very similar to the military because when you get out of a structured environment, and and it is a structured environment, you know where you're going to be at what time every single day. You know what what your day is going to consist of. And then you don't have an opportunity once you get out like, What skills do you have? What exactly? You know, yeah, same thing in you know, the military. It, it's like, what you're giving them a viable skill. It's like, oh, I can go out and I can get a job in this immediately, and I at least have a way of, of making a living. Or, or the starting transition something is yeah. the
0: transition is hard, man. You know, athletes go through it, you know, people in military go through it. You spend your whole life, you know, doing this one thing, you're programmed one way, and especially as an athlete, man. I, you know, I know lots of athletes that go through it like post retirement. My whole life, I was the best hooper. I can't hoop no more. Like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, or I've gone through, like, this rehabilitation, been locked up 20 years. I came out, like, what do I have now? You know, mm-hmm. like, I think prison is supposed to rehabilitate.
2: That's what I think a lot of people forget when, like, prison is brought up, you know, just because of such, it has such a negative connotation Man, that it's really yeah. about rehabilitation. And, like, sure, these people did something wrong. They did something illegal. But that whole system is meant to, like change their trajectory you know and go down like a more positive route for society it's, it's
0: what it's supposed to do but it it, it doesn't man it, it, it kind of just like like a lot of people think you know you lock somebody up it fixes the problem it just yeah. hides it but it this doesn't is fix it
2: but what you're doing even though it wasn't what you saw yourself doing like you're part of the solution that is like trying to fix that you know yeah you know but i'm
0: not gonna like bro no, i'm not saying yeah. yeah i'm not the solution like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, we're oh, starting you're not
2: <laughs> Oh, okay, we start, started, he started some great shit
0: in California, <laughs> but, yeah. but it also has been done in many other states. So, like, yeah. credit to all the instructors, people that have put together other programs, because, like, it's just what we need, man. It's just like people got to come out and have something that they can hold on to because, you know, you do 20 years locked up for some shit, man, and you come back, you're put in the same community with the same people, and nothing's changed in the hood. Mm-hmm. You come back to the same thing, but you don't have anything to your yeah. name. Now you got to go find love again. You got to go find a system. You got to go find opportunity. And, you know, a lot of people don't come out with the chance to do so and you know I just feel grateful bro. That like you know people years now like way past when I'm gone will be able to graduate from Vic Blends academy and like take care of their family again.
1: Oh I really commend you for that that's uh, actually really you, Ren- really beautiful yeah yeah no no um speaking of love you got anybody?
0: Yeah you know bro I got a, uh, an amazing girlfriend you know my, my girl Katie and we've been together for you know going on three years now wow. but I'm a lover boy, man, for sure. Like I'm, I've always been, like a real loyal guy, and like that's important to me. My relationship is extremely important to me.
1: Well, it's three years at a young age. Can you? A lot of people in the same situation—they get into relationships when they're young. What? What are maybe some tools that you guys have in your uh, toolbox to to made it this long and and things are going well? And, I you know,
0: I, you know, I would lie. I would be lying if I said that. Like you know, it's perfect. It's not perfect, no. right? It takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes communication. But I remind myself that like in a relationship, there's three lives. This is my life, this is her life and our life together. So like each one of those things has to be taken care of and everything needs attention. I can't be extremely successful on my end and have my girl feel like, you know, she's not able to fulfill her dream. Cause she got a dream, I got a dream, and then we got a dream together. Now we just gotta communicate and find out how this can all work together, cause it can. But you just gotta have uncomfortable conversations early, not be scared to bring that shit up and just like get to it. You know, because I it scares me, man. Like I got a successful career that's moving fast and like my girl has dropped everything to support me to like be there. Like I gotta make sure I do the same for her when it's her turn. Like yeah. there's no way I could let her like go this whole time without me investing back in her. So like I'm trying to help her fulfill whatever her dream is, man, and and get her there because she actually did hair too. She did hair too. So really? like we both come from this hair background and like we grow as people and realize like this maybe ain't what I wanna do forever, but we grow into it our adult self and we trying to figure this shit out. But it it just comes down to
1: communication, it's probably, you know we hear that often, but it's extremely important. What what if the family and the girl, like, what has everyone thought about kind of this? It's not overnight, but just this booming success. Just from they know they know Vic from from who he is and who he grew up as, and and now he's in the spotlight a little bit. What are they thinking about that? I
0: mean, it's surreal. It's I mean, it's a blessing, and my family is extremely happy because like I take a lot of responsibility for it, man, and I I, I don't take like. Man, this shit was hard. You know, I'll just say that. Yeah. This shit was hard. And like, overnight is such a crazy word because it looks like that. Like, oh, in a year you did this. But like, when you think about what I had to do in that year to do it, it's like, it's just like yeah. incredible, man. So, like, I've been celebrating myself for that. But, you know, it's it takes a lot of responsibility because I'm the first in my family to be able to be in this position. And I got to make sure this shit don't go nowhere, right? I got to make sure that I, like, my kids' kids could get this. Like, my kid got to be able to touch what his dad did one day. Right. Cause if I don't protect this stuff, right? And that's the other shit that people don't talk about. Like I'm saying this as a general, like I gotta protect this. Like, what does that really look like? Versus it's tax planning, it's is financial planning, it's making sure you got a living trust, making sure that your house is like done right, that your will is taken care of at a young age. Like I think about things like that because when you are in the spotlight, bro, there's a lot of like just a lot of risk. Like every day I walk out, somebody knows me. So I gotta think and that it, and it's sad to say, but I gotta make sure that like if this is All I got right now, I need to do my damnness to make sure it lasts forever. As long as I can make it last, at least. So, that other side to like, yo, you're a successful creator, make sure you fucking cross your T's and dot your I's because nothing's guaranteed. We've seen this shit on social. People could get canceled tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You could be a fucking phenomenal person, bro, and get canceled for some shit that got taken out of context. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. You know, not that I will live every day scared to get canceled, but like dog this shit ain't guaranteed. Yeah. I've been through shit in my life that like I I saw, you know, a lot of tra- traumatic things that like I've seen that like yo this could be gone tomorrow. So if that's the case, I wake up with the sense of urgency to just like yo do my due diligence. How do I make sure like my, my family's taken care
1: of if I'm not here. Or maybe we should just get canceled now. That way we can have a redemption arc sooner rather than like. Start like, the other yeah. villain yeah. it, it's, oh like, uh, it's like
2: chicken pox. All right, everybody know? down so here. Okay, it, you did this.
1: this Everyone say the <laughs> most messed up thing you can already want to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a triple cancellation right now. There we go. So that
1: sounds nice, doesn't it, Jared? It does. It does you sound know. nice. All um, right. Okay. What was, I kind of like asking this when people come on, what was the moment where you almost had an out of body experience and it's like, how is this my life? What is, what is going on? Cause I know you said- two, you-
0: I mean, two things come to my mind, Brian. Like, I like, I already feel tears in the back of my eyes thinking about this shit for real, because it's like two moments in my life that were like really special. For one, it was getting the key to my hometown, like getting the key to my city.
2: That's crazy. That's insane. That's,
0: that's, that's ridiculous, man. Because I grew up my whole life in this city, like seeing heroes come out, seeing J. Cole, seeing my brother Dennis Smith Jr., seeing Murray pop off with his music. Like, I'm seeing so much success come out of the city. And, like, to be embraced like that, who wouldn't want that, right? Like, and I wanted to do it for the right reason. I wanted to be remembered for some positive ass shit. So, to grow up in a community that, like, you never thought you would ever be able to leave, to leave, go build some shit, and then bring it back to the city. And like man the first I told myself the first year I ever get a chance to get some real money I'm gonna go I'm gonna give back I got to like this is what I knew I, I knew I was gonna do it was able to do my first Christmas give back you know a couple hundred people came through we was able to provide free haircuts toys clothes you know and it was special man I did it in the back of the barbershop that I grew up in in the parking lot and like just put it together with my friends I got to hire my homies from the hometown and give them a day job and like we put it together. Next year we came back did it ten times bigger i I, I parted with my brother Murray uh we did it big you know we man provided so much for for our people and to be recognized is just is it, important man mm-hmm. and you know I don't you don't do it for notoriety but when you do get it you got to be able to celebrate yeah you got to be able to say like I'm gonna take this in so yeah I mean like growing up somewhere and saying that you hold the key is like it, it's close to my heart brother right? it really means a lot and then the second time in my life where I feel like I, I really made it was It was 4th of July, which sounds like, like, oh, you were scared to say 4th of July? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, man, I bought my first home early this year. Oh, that's awesome. And and I got to cook for, like, my closest friends and family in my house. You know, like, it sounds small, but I bought- In your house. In my house. Yeah. I bought all the chicken. I bought all the food. I had my neighbors in the my new neighborhood come over, my closest friends and family. And it was, like, this moment where I sat back and I watched all my people eating in front of me just sharing a meal and like that moment I just like I could I could cry thinking about it because like that's why you really do it. You know like we of course we do it for the greater good but like like bro I got to take care of my people, man. Yeah. And just to be able to see that I got to give them a meal and we all share like this moment together. Like that was special
1: to me. All the people that took care of you growing up, just for once, it did not not for it, but just for this meal you got to take care of them. That's you know? how
0: I felt, man, and it was like it was full circle and it felt really really good to be there. So like, those are two moments where I felt really like, whew, this is real, you know, this yeah. is here, you know, and there's lots of other, like, you know, beautiful moments in my life. I had, like, some of those yesterday, man, I had an extremely full circle moment. I feel like it's important for me to talk about because yeah, do. when I, you know, like, my first love growing up, man, was skateboarding. I wanted to be a pro yeah. skater, like every, uh, like a lot of kids, yeah. but I took it serious, man. I was, yeah. like, skating hard, like, down handrails and stair sets and gaps and, like, I rode for my local skate shop and skate park and like, I am thinking I'm going on this path to be a pro skater. And then, you know, I come in, I'm coming into like high school and I figure out like, oh, well, I kind of got to get a job. I kind of got to go to college and there's no scholarship for skateboarding. And, you know, well, I'm about to run track and it's easy to get a track scholarship. So like, I kind of like, I gave the, I gave the childhood dream up, but, you know, growing up wanted to be a pro skater, like I imagined that I would be there one day as a pro. Yeah. So I have childhood idols, bro, that I watched, like pro skaters yeah. that I watched, um, you know, in the barracks, which is a pro skate park. It was just like pros only. Like you can only get in if you're a pro. You can't go to the barracks if you're not a pro. You kind of knock on this back door in LA and they kind of opened it and you're in this like beautiful park hidden in LA. It's like <laughs> I grew up watching that in Germany, bro, not even living in the US, just thinking what it would be like to be in California one day. Damn. And, you know, when I found out, like, you know, not found out, but like when I... Realized, all right, skateboarding might not be it. I thought, like, you know, that shit's dead. But, like, man, when you throw a prayer up like that, like, it's going to get answered. It may not be, like, soon, yeah. but it'll be answered, bro. And, like, this trip, um, I got to go skate with Paul Rodriguez, like, last really? night at his personal park. And, like, that was an extremely full circle moment because I thought that, like, when I got to go skate with P-Rod, like, I'd be there as the pro skater. Yeah. But I got to be there as myself and still have the same dream that I had happen. And, like, that was special to me last yeah. night, man. That's no, incredible. That's, yeah, that's, that's incredible.
1: I mean, to go from, yeah, things get answered in in very strange ways. And, you know, you thought you were giving up a dream, but really you're igniting another one. And and you still got to have a little bit of
2: it, which is, you know.
0: Yeah, fire. but to everybody out there, like, yo, you know, it may not look the way you wanted it to look, but you're going to get there. You got to just keep going.
2: Yeah. I think mindset. And like has a lot to do with that where, you know, you, you have a very positive like outlook on things where, you you know, you might've thought that skating, like the dream of skating was dead, but the, the hustle of, you know, creating a life that you want to live is very much like ingrained in your head and you create. Your own, your own reality Which is why I think That full circle moment Came about
0: Man thank you But that means a lot You know I, I Like I said I wake up with a sense of urgency You mm-hmm. know uh, Unfortunately You know Through traumatic experience You just learn Like it's just really sh- short But you wake up And realize I got one chance To do this shit And that's the truth about it Like that's the hard ass Truth about it You know Tomorrow's not guaranteed So like Why would I not wake up Every day And just do my fucking Best job At just chasing Whatever it is that I want Yeah You know And I, as a, and I battle with it Sorry, I'm keep going, but like when I was a barber and I was at service for everybody, I felt like stripped of that because I just allowed people to control my time and everything I did every day by booking me for a cut. Yeah. Cause imagine if someone could just book me right now for a cut and I had to like leave this situation. I want to meet y'all and share this experience. So like I just took control of that. And that's like why I don't cut really. Like people ask me all the time, why don't you cut hair? how can I book you? And this. Not that I wouldn't love to cut your hair. I just would, honestly, I just love to control my time more than anything. And, you know, I I don't want to, not that I can't share my time with you, but I just can't share cutting your hair and just like, being there for some
1: money, man, it's just not enough. So you've got kind of all of this coming in you at once. I'm sure it's a whirlwind, and you're you're trying to um, make everything linear in in your future. What are some things that you kind of want to check off, or how do you want to expand? Not saying TikTok goes away tomorrow, but say things got changed up. Like, what what are some other venues uh, you want to explore in your life? I mean,
0: I just left the pitch right. Now. I want to get into television to feel like I want to create at the highest level because I feel like I got a message that should be heard. Mm-hmm. I believe in what I say. I, I stand on it. I feel like the world needs it. And I just want to continue to take that to the highest level. You know, I've already came this far. I I, just, I know we gotta go higher. Like it's just it's the only way it could possibly go. Like I can't, you know, I can't stop yeah. y'all know I'm gonna yeah. fucking yeah. finesse some shit. But you know, I'll ask you the same because you're a little older than me, bro. Like when it came from like doing YouTube videos and like you're working with some big, we talked a little bit in there, like that transition, right? Like, how do you go from a mindset, to like, all right. I'm going to make a YouTube video and then now i got to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like that's completely like, that's wild. That's like, cause I think now like, all right, I'm making a three minute five video. Like I know I got, I'm going to make a, like now I got to make a 45 minute episode. Yeah. Like creating that and like going through that transition. No, it's, what
1: advice do you have for me? It, it's, it's going into a room knowing you're not the smartest person and, but always knowing or always telling everyone I'm here to bring value the best I can. And I'm here to learn from you. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm here to learn from you, but also I know the things I'm good at. And here's, I'm going to tell you what I'm good at, but even if it's a dumb question, I'm always going to tell you what I don't know. I tell everyone that at the beginning of a meeting or beginning of like a new venture, I know how to do these things well, these things. If I don't know how to do it, if it's a dumb question that a third third grader knows, I'm going to ask you it anyway. And just so you know, that's where I'm coming from because I don't want to pretend that I know things because that's not going to get us anywhere.
0: And you feel like that skill set is like, why you feel like, you know, like I'm here. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing.
1: You walk in a room and you do the work behind the scenes of, okay, I want to be good at this industry. What what can I study? What can I apply? And action creates motivation. And, and then it's, it's walking in every room after that and every meeting. Um, how can I bring value to, to someone else and not expect anything in return? It's it's really crazy how things can happen. Like I, some of my friends that are even influential or non-influential, I I do this thing or once a week. I'll text somebody random and be like, "How can I help you today?" The I amount love, I loved it. The amount that has helped me in this life of people just being like they they're like, "Oh, can you help me in this?" and and realize <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I, I love what? that." What are you saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like the ability to uh, to. You try to help someone else, and you don't even understand, like, how much comes back your way. It's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're here to serve the needs of other people, and, I, you know, lessons are cyclical. You know, they come back in cycles, man. Mm-hmm. You know, not immediate, not tomorrow, not next week, but just, bro, you put it out, it'll come back tenfold, every yeah. time, all the time.
1: Yeah, but you don't have any expectations of getting anything back.
0: No, you can't. You just got to give. You know, you got to give, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, because when I, I, when I did, bro, when I started doing free, I didn't, how the fuck, I don't... I didn't even have an idea how to conceptualize to turn this to dollars. Yeah, It wasn't even like, there wasn't even a plan for that. It was not even like a, it wasn't real. It took like, bro, it almost took like, it took a long time, a lot of cuts before I actually like found a way to like monetize and like live off this. So like, thank God, like I've had this like entrepreneurial mindset and I set myself up uh, beforehand As an entrepreneur with my crap, I have an online academy. Like, I teach people how to cut hair online. I was like part of my business early on as a barber, but that was able to help me be in a position where I didn't have to rely on the money. And I think that hurts a lot of creators because you get into a space where you create it so authentically, and like now it's your job. Mm -hmm. And then you look at it like, if I can't get the next brand deal, I don't eat. And then that alters the way that you create. And I, I never wanted my content to be based around like, I have to get the next deal to do this. Like that's just gonna like, it's gonna no. fuck up everything I'm doing.
1: How I try to do that, I don't try to base my day off or my week or my month of if I make this much money that I know I did well. It's, it's no, I want to, I want to be this certain type of person. I want to get into comedy. I want to get into storytelling. And what are the little things that I can do to get that? So my motivation throughout the week or throughout the day is, okay, I check off these boxes. And As long as I check off these boxes of, I make a video that I really like. I, I put my heart and soul into comedy. I, I, I do these things. I do a podcast once a week. I did my work. There's nothing else. I, you only do what's in your control. Yeah. I can't control a brain doesn't want to work with me because I make a heinous joke. I can't control that. You know what I can control? I just made those people laugh. And I think there's some value in that. Absolutely. And and you made someone feel nice. There's some value in that. And that's the only thing you control. I can't control if Wendy's wants to give me uh, uh, money, you know? But people will want to throw money at something that eventually has attention. That's just how it goes. Absolutely. You know, I
2: like those two perspectives, the the commonality between them is authenticity you know like you're authentically making the videos that you like and you're authentically like doing the 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 gift that God gave you you know but here's the thing like
0: success money fame whatever bro is just a byproduct
2: mm-hmm. and like
0: i feel like god wants you to have that for yeah. sure why well, of course he wants you to have well, it's, it it's but he don't Jeremiah want you
2: 11, But you, you know? can't
0: you can't idolize that shit man like yeah. i don't fucking got no Lamborghini on my wall when i wake up like Cause you the, like money's a byproduct. If I believe that I'll be in a position I am to be as influential and as like impactful and as helpful as I can be for the generation, you don't think money will be a part of that process? Like you don't mm-hmm. think like I'll have everything I need to make that happen. Like I'll be comfy enough, like God would want me to have. That's a byproduct of your work. But like, don't, you You don't idolize shit like that.
2: No, I mean, growing up, my mom, well, especially like when I told her, I was like, I want to do something in the creative field. She, you know, I was so worried that she would kind of have that reaction where it's like, no, you need to get a real job. And she's like, you know what? Do what you love and the money will follow, right? It was never like a priority. She was just like, the priority was always do what you love, you know? And then like you said, it's a byproduct. It'll just, it'll come. And don't compare, yeah, comparison, comparison, the thief of joy. It just is. Oh,
0: yeah, that's I love that quote. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Because this one guy that you used to know was was way better than you back in the day, and then now you're doing better than them, and we're just human beings at the end of the day. And who's, who's even keeping the tallies, and what do the tallies even mean? Does this I much money like, think I'm better than you? No. It's just like I'm a human being, you're a human being, and you figured something out. And it did well for you. Celebrate it. What can I learn from that to do better on mine? And and what can you learn from me? And that's that's pretty much it. No, absolutely. I mean, yo, how do your parents feel now?
2: They're in disbelief, you know? They still like, yeah. How I does mean, that make you feel? Incredible, you know, and just like they're they're in the like positive sense of disbelief. They're just like, I'm really happy you made it. Or like are making it, you know, because it's like we've been out here for You know, well, me coming up on four years, him just a little over four years. And I like, you know, I came out here with like nothing really. And so, um, and just I'm doing what I love in a city that's really tough to do that in. Um, And, you know, they still have like that little small town mentality where they're like, you should still have a backup plan, you know, but. You
0: know, here's the thing with parents though, like, why they let you unconditionally? Exactly. You don't, you don't go to your parents for creative ideas you don't go to your parents for business you're just gonna stress them out bro yeah your parents just want to know that you're happy Mm -hmm. that you're paying your bills and you're being being a good person you're doing that bro you're good and i and i had to learn that because as i'm trying to like convince my parents about what i'm doing and who i'm meeting and where i'm going it's like man they don't need to really know that man i'm just gonna stress them out Mm -hmm. overly bro like they just want to know that i'm good you know and you know i just found out like all right for certain things i got to f- now find mentors and people in my life that i could get these answers from i know who to go what to go to my parents for i know what that relationship is for you know but i i can't go to my mom and like try to like talk about what deals and shit is yeah. going on like it's just gonna scare them bro you just gotta let them like you know they want to they want you just to be happy and like like you said do all the things you want to do
1: mm-hmm. no it's 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 just wild because i had a similar experience with my family where this was the first Thanksgiving I got to host them in my home. And, you know, I got to pay for wow. the, the food that they ate. And- a couple years ago, you know, living in a two bedroom apartment, 900 square feet with 10 people. I was asking my mom if she could give me a bus pass back to Vegas for Christmas, and now now she gets to drive up, have her own room to stay in when she's here. Have so amazing, whatever man. it is, that's it's, a good it's insane, you know.
0: Hey, this dude's home, but this house is fucking nuts. <laughs> man, like, yeah, he's, yeah, this dude's home, this house is lit. <laughs> well, we,
1: yeah, uh, that's Jerry's doing.
2: He, he's like, okay,
0: hey, but, but congratulations, like. Proud of both of y'all. Thank you. Like this is amazing, no, if bro, and I love to hear that. Like, you know, we all got our, you know, shits and giggles, but like, bro, y'all, 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 y'all both did some real ass shit, bro. Y'all got to be proud of that.
1: No, if it's 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 crazy. Like, we didn't even know each other. We moved in, like we said, in that, that that tiny place with turn on the air conditioning and the microwave at the same time. All the power went out, <laughs> and now, and, and now. We, we were sitting in a, a hot tub. We have a hot tub. And like, <laughs> dude, I don't even like that's the wildest the thing. Like here. Oh, here. No, and like we were sitting there the other day, the first time in the hot tub, because we just moved in. We're just looking at each other. We're like, we don't know how this happened. <laughs> uh, it, but, it feels like that sometimes, yeah, man. Yeah. It
0: feels like that sometimes, bro. And you know what? I stopped using like, you know, the word crazy to describe like this life, because this shit ain't crazy. <laughs> crazy ain't supposed to happen. Crazy yeah. is like shit that's fake, not real. Like, nah, this ain't you know. But like, bro, this is real. Yeah, like y'all are only here because you made every sacrifice and decision possible to be here. Yeah, that's not crazy. You live this life. You, you're you're a byproduct of your decisions, bro. Like 100%. y'all gotta fuck y'all gotta live in that sometimes and be like I'm here.
1: No, 100. percent Yeah, but yeah. Um, no, this is this has honestly been a been a great talk. We usually don't like to keep people too long. We know you got a, a good life and uh, is this is how you kick me out. You guys, <laughs> you know, no, we're we're asking this we're, is, we're actually asking asking you to come back. Have and you ever been on set?
0: Have you ever been on set and like they they so you can see the set in the back? Like they just start closing. Yeah, and now you're hard.
1: like what the fuck? Is-? <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, but is there anything maybe you wanted to tell the people or, or something that you're working on that? Or even anything that we can, honestly, I'll, 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 you'll be my person this week. Anything we can help you out with. Bro, I have no, I mean, bro, I didn't
0: come here wanting anything. No, other of than course. a Genuine interaction and an and honest, like, experience. So, I mean, I really, I don't, you know, I'm yeah, not the guy yeah. that's like, oh, yeah, by the way, buy my course.
2: Yeah. I got a course <laughs> drop in, by the way, y'all,
0: and, and subscribe to this. Like, I mean, bro, if people want to support, I, I appreciate any support, any genuine support. I, you know, I, I'm grateful for it. So, I mean. We'll keep talking. It's you know, yeah. actually the first time we ever met, so. Yeah, this is great. We'll just
1: keep building, bro. That's what I love about these podcasts. I'll it's like, you, yeah, yeah you know, I know. You uh, see somebody <laughs> out there, and then you get to, you get to like, appear into their soul a little bit, which is which is always wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for having thank me. Least, yeah, tell yeah. the people, where they, if they don't already know, right. where they can find you. and. Vic blends. I mean,
0: V-I-C-B-L-E-N-D-S. I mean, anyone on social, you should be able to find me. And, you know, thank you, Nancy, you know, for accepting me and, you know, having me on this podcast. and. Thank, you know, thank yeah, you, man. For of real. course, of course.
1: And Derek, get your hair right. Um, <laughs> and, and me too. I know, I know. Cube hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you stay to the end, make sure to go show Vic some love. Send him a DM from us and be and send him your uh, favorite video. You've seen of his. That way I know you see it to the end. Also, people like to do these giant merch drops and it's really annoying and blah, blah, blah. So if you stay to the end, we drop merch. It's in the, the description. We're, we're going to keep it low key. If you know, you know. All right.
0: That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. i